everybody. Welcome to Dumb and Awful. This is Brett Rillis Board. I'm Rob at Dumb and Awful on Twitter, and I basically cannot read. Uh, yeah, so we're, what, three, four days into the wave of protests and riots that have swept the nation since the police in Minneapolis murdered George Floyd for, well, fucking nothing, honestly. They just fucking murdered him on camera. And at this point, one cop has been arrested, even though there was four of them involved. So that's where we're at. Uh, yeah, we've been gone for a bit. I take uh, full responsibility um, uh, for that. That's just my fault. Um, it just, I don't know if you noticed, but there's like, there's a lot of things going on other than takes. And, uh, you know, we live in New York and, uh, you, know, you know, Nietzsche talks about staring into the, uh, the abyss and, and becoming the monster. And I just think if you wake up and you're like, got a podcast is number one on your list, a spe- in general, already <laughs> not a good sign for, you know, your own humanity. It was Vampire the Masquerade. You you dock like three humanity points or <laughs> face a willpower check, but like especially now where there's so many other things to, to do, and and even if you were kind of podcast, it just sort of feels like um, like why on earth does anyone need to hear our voices right now? You know, like like there's probably a a lot of other people you can and should be listening to, uh, you know, like it, if you turn this podcast off right now. Uh, and listen to just like a more relevant one. I totally get it. We have some pro- t- protest tips that we're going to uh, put at the end of the episode that are like helpful for if you're going outside and all that. Um, but I totally get it if, if you, you turn this off and, and go elsewhere. But that said, I think we're just going to... I don't fuck you. What's that? Oh, yeah, you... <laughs> <laughs> Ignore him. Uh, buddy, buddy, we got a uh, Patreon here. We got to keep full. <laughs> No, I think I'm. I think I'm still. Uh, yeah. Again, this is entire. This is entirely my my fault that we haven't uh, done this. But we're gonna now. I think we're gonna be back on schedule now. Our little vacation is over. Um, if only for like the 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 Kantian reason, you know, like the categorical imperative. You know, like if you're gonna if you're gonna say you're gonna try to do something or you're gonna pick a lane and be like, this is how I'm gonna help in some diffuse way at least if you then don't even do it that's so sad like <laughs> as, as wretched and unnecessary as being like a dumb white male podcaster is right now and always the only thing worse would be if you were a dumb white male podcasting failure <laughs> like at that point you are you're basically you're no better than dave rubin and that fear <laughs> that is the fear that has gotten me uh, driving you yeah but uh yeah it's just a tough time you would also think that like after this long i'd have something like very thoughtful to say i don't um <laughs> i have basically i mean that's normal you guys should be used to it by now but uh you know i've just been thinking about things other than takes so we'll see how this goes i have a feeling it's gonna be a different sort of uh episode but you know the the, the foreign white infiltrator anarchist bullshit thing um, all these libs that just uh, white liberals and just white people in general that hate Trump and think he's the, the, the liar in chief and all that buy this narrative because it is specifically for the white community to go like, Oh, okay. Well, I don't have to get involved because while I am woke, this is bad. This actually isn't woke. And then you can write it off and go back to, you know? Yeah. It's just, you just have to give people any pretense to not do the right thing. But it, 
Because otherwise you'd have to. You'd have to face up to the fact that you've been supporting a system that does this to black and brown communities all the time. You've been supporting politicians, Dems as well as Republicans, that constantly abuse the minority communities, let them get slaughtered. And you never once seem to give a fuck, right? And that's a really uncomfortable thing. And if I've learned anything about Americans and especially libs at this point, it's that there is no effort whatsoever or willingness to deal with your own culpability and it's you know so it's just a convenient excuse and cover and it's also incredibly patronizing to say like yeah black communities have no agency at all only white people could have possibly pulled this off which like go fuck yourself that's so ridiculous the dims pushing it too watching the dims push it and then trump pick it up you go like oh okay yeah at the end of the day the power system is all on the same page here which is this affects all of us so let's all come together to figure out a way to fuck these people over and that's what it is yeah, we we just we spend so much time in uh, isolated comfort that like our engagement with the rest of the world is exclusively through just you turn on the TV and it's it's just the absolute worst storytellers you could ever possibly imagine, other than Jonathan Franzen. <laughs> that's right, Karen. I don't like his books. That's a sort. So that's sort of problem. That's what they like. They love that shit. No, it, but like it, it. I really do think media is uh, driving people deranged. You see, Katana guy. That's my one of my favorite people to come out of this. There's so many fun I characters. I fucking love it. That dude thought he was in Inuyasha. Turned out he was in World Star. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing because that, but like that guy is a perfect encapsulation because like he had to choose between the fantasy in which he can do wakasashi dashes and wall runs or the uncomfortable reality. Right. That's that's what everyone's doing, and. Uh, he chose to <laughs> fucking chase people uh, through the street with a katana to defend a bar that he doesn't even own. He presumably just likes going there and making women uncomfortable. <laughs> as, as silly as that was, too, you, you could, it was really telling the amount of outrage, like white outrage, uh, when that video came out of him attacking people and then then them defending a threat to their actual lives yeah right by beating the shit out of them by beating the shit out of them but it was it was so fascinating because the so many white people online including like like libs and and like acquaintances are just like they went from you know we need a cool head to just fuck it kill them all mow down every single protester like they they had a a feral primal outrage over seeing katana guy beat you look at the comments on that and it's just like this needs to end now light him up right when it was a weeb with the katana who's white the rage is just bloodthirsty when it's literally the same scenario for someone that isn't white it's like well why don't you go back to taking a knee isn't that the more responsible thing to do which like clearly indicates that They've felt the feeling now. They have been forced to engage empathetically, mm -hmm. right? With like, oh, a member of my community? Look at that, being attacked. And, and they really thought he was dead. He's not dead, right? But he just got his ass whooped for trying to be a ninja. I know they get it. I know they know what they're doing. They just, they just only care about white supremacy. Like the cops at Union Square that uh, flashed the fucking white supremacist sign. Yeah, I mean, that's just, it's a lot easier for them the same way that like, Black people dying on the news because that's the only place they see it 
is less upsetting than something on my street with graffiti or window broken. At the end of the day, anything that causes me discomfort in the slightest is more pressing and of a larger concern than you dying over there. And that's pretty much how society has been built. American society right now, that's how it's built. That's the entire idea behind the suburbs is that I don't have to be around bad things. So long as my area looks clean and pretty and nice, I can pretend everything is good and I will viciously fight you if you try to bring me out of this. It's fucking tough because it, it's like, it's just straight racism. Yeah. It, it begs the question that why do we allow this? Why do we tamp down on, on all of the, the other human evils? Why do we try to make it seem, why do we correctly identify that there's no way to have a society that includes these sorts of things? It would descend to to hell racism though uh we really try to avoid at least systemically uh addressing and i think that's because it just benefits so many people like racism is essential to our way of life like we absolutely need it because our way of life as americans the whole the whole point of this country is white supremacy we, we need minorities to do labor we need uh, threatening illegal alien invaders so we can stock up our police state and our military industrial complex. We need foreigners in other countries that don't look like us because it, it fucks us up when they look like us. Uh, we need foreigners in other countries to demonize so we can virtuously extract resources from them and fuel the imperial project. Now, at the end of the day, that system is very, very good for providing quality of life for the people that it is designed to. That's why all we ever allow are small tweaks. That's why whatever form of resistance you put up, whether it's voting or taking a knee or holding a sign at, at a protest, it's met with overwhelming resistance from people who are otherwise, oh, quite pleasant and compassionate and, and sweet to you. Being anti-racist right now is genuinely uh, being anti-America. The America right now the America as it stands. It, America, America as it's always stood. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, 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 look, I'm going to put huge scare quotes around this. We're like the, the system works as is. And you're going to be hated by everyone, every person you know for whom it does work. Like Matt Iglesias literally eats better than 99.999999% of all monarchs and despots who have ever lived. Literally. If you were Xerxes or whatever, you you couldn't get twelve different uh, uh, cuisines from every corner of the earth personally delivered to you at any time, whenever you want, right? Matt Iglesias is like a, a fucking culinary Genghis Khan, except nobody's fucking. Well, <laughs> 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 like it's this is what this is how the system works. I, I think being anti-racist is pro-America for the future. You know, I think that's I think. That is the way America will be, and it must be, literally, for all of our survival. If we don't figure this out, uh, in this country in particular, then we're no different than Poland. Uh, fate worse than death. <laughs> but no, it, 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 I, just, I, I think if you think small tweaks are needed to the system I just described, you, you aren't the good guys. I mean, at this point, you're proposing small tweaks to total white supremacy, and a truly unhinged form of predatory capital. So 
I don't get it. And and the only, not to bring it back to the, yeah, it's the titular phrase. The only way I can understand how people aren't on board is that they're just dumb, right? To use lack of a better word, they're just dumb. They don't think about this stuff. They turn on CNN. They they look at the talking points from Trump on Twitter, and then they go, oh damn. I, I can't believe Venezuela is sending white people to infiltrate Black Lives Matter. I mean, you know, they, they just, they, they're those sorts of like conspiracy theory, just like dopey, I don't know, the, in one ear, out the other. Like uh, my people, basically. Or they're awful. They're just like, I, I know I have to walk by a bunch of homeless people on my way to the New York Times. Um, and I'm going to complain about them, Mikey Barbaro style. And this is just the <laughs> this is just the most intense form of inconvenience they've experienced, and they genuinely just want everyone to shut the fuck up and get back to work. Sorry for the for the rant, uh, but not so sorry. I'm going to edit it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I might. At the end of the day, I still agree that like what people are doing is inherently racist and inherently racist system. I just think the vast majority of people, while the media plays one part. The other big part is people are just desperate, desperate, desperate for things to not change. It's just like a deep-seated terror of change because in this country, if things change, they're probably going to be for the worst, right? That's People are convinced, like between our own propaganda convincing people of that and also just looking around and every time big upheaval occurs, you get fucked more in the last 20 years. That's happened to all of us. Every time there's big upheaval, oh, wait, uh, this pandemic, like you, the regular individual, gets fucked more. And so they're just absolutely fucking terrified. They just live in a constant state of fear that change is coming. And all they want desperately is just that little bit of comfort, the suburban dream of, right, I get to live in a, a nice, pleasant uh, home. No one bothers me. No one fucks with me. I just get to have nice things and I just get to exist in this state forever. Yeah, it's like if every time you open a particular door in your house, someone comes out and crushes your balls, you're going to stop opening that door. I really want people to not open that door. It, if you believe that it, it never gets better and it's impossible for things to get better, the Tina, there is no alternative, which we've seen a lot with the, mm -hmm. the pandemic, right? Like, sure, going outside and spreading it is bad, but starving inside because you're unemployed is not an alternative. So there is no alternative to us just reopening the economy. No, I feel like they've propagandized that the only way that you get any change is slowly via voting. That is what they've convinced everybody. They've said all change is bad and evil and it's going to go terribly for you unless you do it the way we tell you. Which is for all these history buffs, uh, like that isn't what happened with the suffragettes. <laughs> suffragettes were absolute savages. They were like throwing themselves in front of racehorses and shit. They, they, was awesome. they went off, right? Civil rights, obviously, uh, people didn't vote their way into it uh, the government just needed to turn the water temperature down a little bit it was getting a little little uncomfortable and they don't say stonewall was a delightful vote <laughs> that's not how that slogan goes what's been delightful to see is that uh again I, I do think the establishment in general is struggling with this like there is a split within it but a lot of people genuinely hate the police because the police are assholes to absolutely yeah, that everyone. Is, that, that is true. It, it, this has also been like a, a sort of like a coming out party for a lot of people who are just like, you know what? Why? It's the Joe Rogan thing. He's like, why even be rich? Why even have fuck you money if you can't say fuck you? And it's like people are some of the people that always wanted to are having their, their chance like like iced tea. 
Because <laughs> Ice-T was always delightful. Okay, Ice-T was a great account like months ago because he's still Ice-T. Uh, and and it's it was funny to think that like he's Ice-T 24-7, but his life at this point is just like staying in a nice house and like hanging out and, and vibing. So he's still 100% the OG he's always said he was, but his inputs were all like... Fresh direct is some bitches. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> motherfucking true OGs is dog breeders. And it had like 400,000 likes. Because that's just his, that's his context. And now he's like, hmm, FYI, I'm not impressed with the violence. I'm not impressed with the looting. I'm fucking happy as hell. The people stood up to the BS. Love that shit. Good morning, tweet. Vietnam, <laughs> kind of iced tea. Yeah, we could get there. We could. That <laughs> one will sweeten the laughs a little bit. <laughs> Some people have even said, "You play a cop on TV." Well, you have no effing idea who I really am. That's that's just that literally is like a. <laughs> that's the demonious X line of argument. <laughs> a lot of people are are being given permission to express their anger. I actually think the video thing is a big reason why why so many people I think are less favorably disposed towards the police than they've ever been. It, it becomes harder and harder to pretend that the police are good when there's just mountains of video evidence. Otherwise, the the democratization of everybody having a video recorder has made it so much easier to be like, "Hey, remember?" Like you used to say, like, "Oh yeah, no, at Occupy people are just cops would just pop out of a car and beat you and then get back in the car and drive away." Now that's recorded. Yeah, by people the way, record that shit happen. By the way. All of you, not all of you, but <laughs> I feel, uh, not, not to told you so, but I so rarely get to do this. I feel particularly vindicated because when I would tell stories about Occupy, even to other leftists or progressives, and e even the people that would be like, yeah, yeah, that's fucked up, you could see in their eyes, like, they thought I was embellishing or lying. I remember ex explaining what would happen at Occupy. Like, um, when I'd say that, you know, I, I had to dodge out of the way because a cop car tried to run me over outside Foley Plaza, missed me, and swiped the newspaper boxes outside of the Starbucks there, uh, and then had to re like set up and then peel out and escape before I get the license plate number. Mm -hmm. uh, people went, I sincerely doubt that a cop uh, tried to hit you with their car at a protest. <laughs> Don't you think that would be documented and they would face... Uh, and, and even if they didn't say it, I could tell. When I'd say, yeah, uh, when they dispersed Occupy and everyone went fleeing into all the, all the different streets, I would see unmarked cars uh, with the, not the plain clothes, not the undercovers, probably undercovers too, mm -hmm. because they have even less accountability. I would say, I remember I saw a, a car peel out onto the sidewalk. It's just protesters marching. Remember, this is all diffuse. Right. Right. So there's, it's all over lower Manhattan. There's essentially no rules, but we're not violent. It's Occupy Wall Street. We're just walking out. We're bummed that they knocked down the library. We don't understand why this is happening. Car pulled up. All four doors opened up. Uh, four obvious cops got out. Just beat the shit out of it's just NYU kids, protesters, whatever. Threw them against the wall, uh, kicked them down, stomped them. Then they all just got back in their car and left. And just left them there laying on the ground. Jesus. And... That would be the one where I would explain it to people, and it, it's like, I'm sure it was bad, <laughs> is, what you, is what you'd get. And I'd just like to say, thank God for fucking cell phone cameras. All that, well, did they, t I'm sure, maybe you didn't hear it, but I'm sure they gave you a warning before 
you know, I'm sure they gave you a warning. Oh, now we see they don't. So uh, cops have obviously been doing this forever, right? They're completely full of their own power. But what's fascinating is they still don't care that you're recording them because still nothing has happened. Dude, the guy at Union Square was flashing uh, white power symbols. That's what I'm saying is they they clearly have every mayor and governor by the balls to the point where like they don't even have to worry that you caught them on camera trying to run people over. They're, nothing's going to happen to them. They get caught on camera by reporters who, while they attack the reporters, and then a lot of them have to get back up the next day and say things about how, well, cops, you know, they're, you know, they're, it's a difficult situation. Like, they just fucking shot you for no reason. So it, we're at the point where, like, I think the the larger concern I have now is the cops have, are clearly so convinced of their their ultimate power that they don't ever have to adapt. They've gotten to the point where, like, they can do these things on air to reporters on national media, and not a fucking thing will happen to them. Uh, that is that is the country we live in. That's a, that's an alarming thing. Yeah, it's one of those things where the phrase "police state" is alarming. But Bill De Blasio uh, became mayor, running on a a BLM Black Lives Matter. Um, I'm in an interracial family. My son is black. Obviously, police reform is very important to me. Uh, and then once he got in, after a year, he swapped over, gave $4 billion a year in additional funding to the NYPD. They hate him. They hate him. When a, a, a cop got killed and he went to the funeral, they all turned their backs on him in the funeral. He's such a fucking cuck, though. He's, he's I, had a, I had a FetLife account at fucking 23. I've never seen a, a bigger cuck than Bill de Blasio. <laughs> they hate him, and he still, even today, goes out at the podium and says... Oh, I think everything the police did was warned. It's it's they're so powerful that this is where the whole like vote for whoever is total bullshit because at the end of the day, all of them are more terrified of the police than they are of you, the regular person. Uh, and that is a balance of power that is not going to stand one direction or the other. That's some motherfucking real politic right there. It's like vote in whoever you want, but if they're entirely uh, cowed by their police or the military industrial complex, or it's not going anywhere. You might have to dislodge that power or co-opt it somehow. You show me somebody who's going to do something to actually fight the police, and then I will believe that voting is going to make a difference. Yeah, just an example of how feeling themselves uh, cop unions are. I know I've told this this uh, or I know I've told this story before, but like the New York City CCRB, it Civilian Complaint Review Board, right? they they did a dorky little tweet called May the Fourth. Uh, you know, like Star Wars, may the Fourth Amendment protect you from unreasonable searches and seizures. And if you feel your rights have been violated by an NYPD officer, file a complaint here. They posted that very innocuous tweet like, you know, a couple years ago on May the 4th. And literally the official account of the Sergeant's Benevolent Association, the uh, a cop union tweeted you are all a disgrace you sit on your ass and target the nypd all while growing up on the nipple of what's easy you have no clue what an nypd officer does yet target us and disparage our integrity one day you will dial 911 evils at your door and thank god for the nypd everyone in the city just went like what the fuck like <laughs> jesus what what is the fucking nipple of what did you just say the nipple of what's easy you are literally drunk you, why is the union posting at like 8.30 p.m. on a weekend? <laughs> and you know what happened after that? When cops literally, uh, they've declared war on their own mayor, they they attack their own oversight boards, nothing. They, they can do that. Yeah, no. That's why they're comfortable doing these things on camera. 
vacant, nothing will happen. Yeah, another fun fact about the uh, the SBA account, the Sergeant's Benevolent Association, they, uh, they, they just tweeted about last night, uh, how can the NYPD protect the city of NY from rioting anarchist when the mayor's object, first of all, let me just say, as someone who took the FCAT, the basic literacy uh, test that everyone in Florida has to do upon uh, graduating high school, <laughs> uh, SBA would have a rough time. <laughs> uh, how can the NYPD protect the city of NY from rioting anarchists when the mayor's object-throwing daughter is one of them? Now we know why he is forbidding mounted units to be mobilized and keeping the NYPD from doing their jobs. <laughs> so a couple... They're just deranged. They're deranged. That fucking rules. They. Oh my god. It, again, when you talk about <laughs> like De Blasio, literally came out and just prostrated himself before the NYPD. Everyone in New York now calling for his, his resignation in every community and every stripe. But at least he was good. He was good for the NYPD. So maybe they'll treat him like a good boy. And then instantly the NYPD is just Amazing. like, fuck you. Let us get on horseback and ride through Union Square like the Cossacks. <laughs> there's no, there's no pleasing them. That's incredible. It's also amazing to me that he said no to anything. They're in an interesting spot because they know, uh, the NYPD knows that tear gas is bad optics, right? But they also can't shoot to kill yet. I'm oh sure they, God, oh, they, they want absolutely to. want to. They'll tell you that first thing. They can't shoot to kill yet. So they're like, okay, what's less than shooting you with lethal munitions, but uh, higher than what we currently have that isn't tear gas. And because they operate at the level of like a four-year-old, they're like, we could ride ponies at them. And that's literally what they're, <laughs> that's literally what they're mad. They aren't allowed to do. That would help it ride horses <laughs> they're so dumb you know, you know who's not dumb kiara de blasio that's uh bill's 25 year old daughter who's basically been cool forever as far as anyone can tell she was uh, like right up the street from us then no she was the literally at she was at the same yeah. she was at the same intersection as everybody yeah, was at. like actually by the car lighting on yeah. fire though which we were not uh, nypd alleged that she was throwing stuff i don't know or care if that's true she rules. Can, <laughs> I, I'm not in favor of like absolute monarchy, but can Bill just abdicate and let her take over? Yeah, for is a there bit? some arcane rule by which we can make her pre uh, mayor instead? This is a great nature versus nurture uh, example. You, you, can you imagine just growing up with Bill de Blasio in your ear the whole time, just like, you know, complaining that his milk is too spicy? And then you end <laughs> up. Also, by the way, uh, I guess. I guess it wasn't all anarchists and foreign infiltrator agents and non-New Yorkers uh, bust in to cause trouble in our great city, as de Blasio insisted, uh, unless his daughter uh, is, She's a, a foreign agent. is an Antifa George us. Soros <laughs> super soldier, uh, in which case, definitely let her take over. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, regardless, I found all this, like, honestly, pretty energizing. Um, if you're a young person, the ability for regular people to show up and terrify cops has now been ingrained in you you know for a fact that if you get enough bodies you don't need a fucking gun like all the right wingers claim you do if you get enough bodies out there and you are fucking loud and aggressive enough the cops will piss their goddamn pants and either run away from you or desperately try to run you over like this is what they have wonderful things can be accomplished with just more people on the ground they have proved that out 
Like, that's fucking awesome. That has not been a truth that Americans have believed for, what, 40, 50 fucking years now? The belief was, well, there's so many cops, it's impossible to do anything. You, you have to be perfectly organized. That's bullshit. Uh, and tactically, like, we also learned some wonderful things. Like, uh, they've said explicitly in Minneapolis, there's not enough of us. There's too many of them, the protesters, and not enough of us. And that is always going to be the case. Right. So you're also very scared. So they tend to clump up in bigger groups than they need to, which means it's less ground you can cover. Yeah. They're terrified of being isolated. Right. Like the, the cop's greatest fear is being alone and not covered in fucking Avengers body armor. It's also why they kettle so aggressively anytime uh, you, you know, hold a sign up. But it, it also means things like, uh, the old strategy from uh, the millennial challenge that they did, the military. Millennium. The millennial millennium, challenge sorry. is just not tweeting about <laughs> avocados. Am I right? <laughs> I continue. I think it was the millennium challenge. Uh, yeah. So it, it means the same tactics that work for the millennium challenge also work for us. Uh, the millennium challenge was a, a military exercise that the... American military did to see how they'd stack up with Iran. Uh, and they put a, a guy in charge who just wiped them. And he wiped them by saying, I have way more people. Uh, you guys have some basic rules. You have some sort of ROE, uh, rules of engagement, right? So by being, if we are decentralized and there's a lot of us and we're mobile, you can't fucking stop us. And that's what you're seeing with the protests. They're moving too quickly. There's too many people. And Thankfully, people have figured out how to use Signal and other things that the cops have a lot more trouble tracking, and there's just not enough of them, and they have to do things in some ways. They're still going to abuse you, but they can't literally mow you down with bullets yet, regular bullets, and I do say yet, because that changes things. The minute that happens, we're in a totally different fucking segment of American history, and they know that too. So while that is the case, that means you have a tactical advantage if you are massive, mobile, uh, and not easily tracked, right? The system is only capable of continuing to move forward in the same way it has because people believe that you can't do anything to stop it. Now, suddenly, everyone under a certain age believes that, oh, yeah, we can fuck with them. We can actually take it to them if we get enough people together and we are angry and mobile and we move around enough. That is all super fucking encouraging. So either contribute to a bail fund or show the fuck up because more bodies is better right someone will be mad at me for saying this because it's not good recruiting but i do love at protests like come out the protests of course but i do love when they're like allies front and you start building the white wall you really see in that moment uh how committed people are <laughs> <laughs> it's it's awesome but it's also encouraging because you know what it does happen or give to the bail fund I mean, ideally do both. You can do, look, uh, there's a lot, not everyone can do everything, right? Exactly. Do find what you what, can. Find what you can do from each according to his ability or something like that. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't read books. But yeah, uh, contribute how you can. This is, you know, uh, we're going to be in this for the long haul. I have no idea how long this particular spate of protest is going to go. But as you've seen, shit's powder keg and people proved out that uh, a lot of things are possible that you didn't think were all of a week ago. So it's going to be wild just prep for the marathon not the sprint uh so yeah get involved however you can uh be smart about it just um this this will come as a, a shock to a lot of people and other people are realizing this organically but like um when you're not just larping online uh there's real consequences so um and not just like like a, a little bit like like really big 
life altering or ending consequences happen. Yeah. You know, they arrest a lot of people that are not going to get out anytime soon for their protests. A lot of people showing each other's faces and going off on Snapchat. Uh, that's, that's probably not the way, uh, to do it. So it's going to, at the end here, plug in a, a couple pro protest tips from an organization that's been sharing them. We have permission for this. They're all cool with it. Um, so pay attention, be smart about it, do your best, support your comrades. And I think in a couple of days we're going to check in and, and I think have a more, I'm tired, I'm sore. <laughs> you know, we're like, we're, we're not as young as we used to be. But Processing next, is hard in your 30s, fuck. Next time, yeah, all respect to the, the former hippies that still get out there in the tie-dye. Genuinely, the like so, 15, 60-year-olds, yeah, all the respect in the world because I fucking, I'm Force of hurting. nature. There's a bunch of stuff that we we did want to talk about and should talk about, but uh, right now we just very much weren't in the mood. Like, for example, did you know that uh, the Democratic nominee for president literally shit himself on TV? <laughs> that, I'm not joking. That actually happened. Uh, yeah, I know. It was you, awesome. He, so we'll, we'll be talking about that and other uh, similarly... More delightful topics. Yeah, or, or how... The, but slightly less pressing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, look, the the the... K-pop community going suddenly ACAB is important and will be probably part of our dystopian nightmare if not addressed. <laughs> but I'm just saying we have other immediate concerns. So I'm, I'm again, I'm Rob at Dumb and Awful. This is Brett at Real Little Sport. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. So we have back episodes on Patreon, uh, which this month, uh, all the Patreon funds are going to the Brooklyn Bail Fund. We'll post links Weirdly, a wonderful K-pop person actually collated almost all of the bail fund links. So we'll just link that out, and you guys can figure out the which one you want to donate to. Also, K-pop people are so are so fucking awesome. They're fucking on it, man. Sorry, I, I I've been been speaking to the the BTS charity organizer, and they're like, "Yeah, we've been on this. <laughs> it's amazing." Uh, uh, join us in Discord, hang out, bullshit. Well, I do really like uh, our Discord community, as uh, cringe a sentence as that is, because uh, they they're very much the outside goers we have a role for people that actually go outside and don't just larp on the internet mm -hmm. and especially over the, like the last year it's been it's been interesting to see the colors change from poster to goes outside and does activism um so if if that's the sort of thing you might be into but you just you need a little push or you need some support or you want to figure out how to do that sort of stuff uh, uh pop in discord and meet a bunch of friendly people that are probably like-minded Absolutely. And if there's some other way to support us, uh, write a review on iTunes. Makes a massive difference. Uh, always appreciated because the algorithms still control pretty much everything. Well, at least all the things the cops don't control. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. As protests heat up, the Channel Zero Network has some reminders on how to stay safe while out in the streets. Bring buddies and don't let them out of the range of your voice. Write a legal aid number on your body so you can get help if you get arrested. Be sure to know your buddies' legal names and birthdays. You'll need these to help find them if they're arrested. When moving around, walk, don't run. Stick together. Turn off your phone while out in the streets to avoid surveillance of your location and so as not to have your unlocked phone taken by the authorities or other bad actors. Try your best not to stick out in a crowd. Cover up tattoos with clothing or body paint. Cops will use footage from the protest to try to identify you. Wear clothes that are good for moving quickly. Avoid wearing jewelry and wear closed-toed shoes. Wear your mask at all times, even if you're talking to someone, in order to guard yourself against surveillance, COVID-19, pepper spray, and tear gas. Avoid wearing contact lenses. 
Bring goggles of some kind in case of tear gas or pepper spray. Consider wearing bike helmets as police often cause head injuries with batons and other weapons. Don't take photos or videos of people doing anything illegal or with their faces uncovered. Whenever possible, film the cops, not the protesters. Only put water in your eyes. Don't use milk or baking soda or anything else. Clean water is the safest thing to use at a protest. If possible, bring a water bottle to drink from and a water bottle to flush out the eyes of any comrades who are maced or tear gassed. And white comrades are encouraged to follow the lead of black and brown comrades as they bear the brunt of state brutality. Follow Unicorn Riot and Channel Zero Network member It's Going Down for ongoing updates. The Channel Zero Network sends you all solidarity. Stay safe out there and never stop fighting for a better world.